ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Proud to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Burris Optics. Find what matters. Proudly made in the USA. Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. The pack system for all your scenarios, initial ascent, expect more and never settle. Titanium Archery Products, dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. Western Fly Covers, ultralight element protection for your gear. Stay on your game. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. We are on. We're doing a doing a three way here. I got uh, Kate Small and uh, Mr. Dennis Stokes, my buddy. How's everybody doing tonight? This evening was well, it evening yet? I don't even know. My day's been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me that question. I don't know either. <laughs> got the uh, doing good, man. Good, good. Yeah, Kate, you just went from uh, one time zone and moved to the other, huh? To another. We're yeah, we, it's been pretty hectic these last two weeks. Moving in the middle of hunting season was not the brightest idea, but I've never been accused of that. So. <laughs> Birthday, weddings, et cetera, et cetera. Moving during hunting season is a no-no. September to like mid-December should be off limits for all it's the above. So true. <laughs> 
Dennis, what's up, buddy? Yes, sir. Man, I'm just, I'm glad to be here. You know, the last 10 days, my family and I have been stuck in this house under COVID watch, basically. So we, we did have a positive test in my family. And so we just decided we were all quarantining together. And um, luckily, the uh, the positive test uh, kid broke out today and and got to go back to school. And we've had uh, a couple of my daughters, they've, they've had some symptoms a little bit later than what he had. So um, he was able to, to go back based on the CDC recommendations or, or Southwest district health here. And then the rest of us kind of have to stay in for another four or five days. And so it's been fun, man. It's, it's <laughs> we've been having a ball. Yeah. I, uh, we've suffered a couple quarantines. Um, and it is, uh, yeah, I do. I feel for you. <laughs> we'll say that. I'm yeah. glad to hear they're all right though. Yeah, everybody's good, but been getting a lot of work done and um, a lot of stuff that's uh, been need need to catch up on a lot of office work and stuff. So it's it's been good. It, you know, it definitely is a perspective thing. Um, if you're going to look at it in any sort of light, it uh, it's really about how you attack those 14 days because I've done it twice. Right. I think the wife had to do it. Wow, I don't know. And she was she was working from home for it seemed like two months. Um mm. and she probably worked more from home than, you know, most folks work more from home than they do when they're in their office. I mean, she was pulling like, you know, 13, 14 hour days. I'm like, hey. <laughs> man. It's yeah. What a what a year, man. What a crazy yeah. year. Has been quite the year. So so Dennis and I will take a back seat to Kate and Kate, why don't you jump in and give everybody a little bit of an intro, uh, some hunting and back, you know, un, uh, excuse me, outdoor background. Um, yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll let you lead and then we'll go from there. All right. Well, I'm based in Idaho. I live here with my husband and our two-year-old daughter, and we have one more on the way. Um, I'm a registered nurse and then I'm also on the board for the foundation for wildlife management, which is basically a wolf management program here in Idaho. And we just, um, reimburse hunters who legally harvest wolves here, um, kind of help our ungulate population out. Um, but as far as my, my hunting record, I, I was late to the game getting into it. I grew up in a family who didn't hunt. Um, and then when I was 19, my mom married my stepdad and he was a big hunter and he, he was kind enough to take me under his wing and let me go out with him. And so it just kind of developed and I, something that was a great bonding experience for him and I, and, uh, then I moved, I'm originally from Southern Oregon hate saying that now, but um, and I, I moved to Idaho about six or seven years ago and got more into backcountry backpack hunting and kind of developed from there. And now that's basically all my husband and I do when we can find a babysitter. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, you took uh, your two-year-old out this year, wasn't it? Yeah, she, uh, we had, I think I had two full days to, hunt for my elk this year and 
one of those days there were, we just moved to a new town. We know no one. So she got drug along on everything (laughs) and she was trying to call him in, but hasn't quite gotten there. She's better than me, but not as good (laughs) as her dad yet. (laughs) I think most kids are better than most of us on that tube. (laughs) I know it. (laughs) Once we hear ourselves, I think the realization comes into play there. So there's some exciting news from IA and that's, and that's the reason that we're on this three-way. Um, but let's talk a little bit about gear specificity for women. Um, you know, not everything, not everything needs to fit perfectly, but there's reasons that it is perfect when it does accommodate a woman's frame. Um, like I told you earlier, I look at it from the eyes, you know, uh, if it was my wife or my daughter. Um, and there's things that, again, we can get by with, but then there's reasons, body type. I mean, tons of reasons why gear should be designed for women as well as men. So I'm going to let you swing at that one and then we'll go into uh, our main topic here. All right. Well, I think our main topic really just correlates with this um you you know as a female there's less hunting gear available geared towards us uh which is i mean most stuff like you said you can get away with clothing a lot of brands have done a lot better recently um but there you know there's still select items for females which stinks but you can get away with some baggy stuff it, <laughs> you know i've done it you can do it um shoes always a big one but it, there's most boot companies make female weird shoes um but the main thing for me which has recently come to light and i didn't know how much i was missing it until now and how important it is is a pack and there's just nothing really on the market that fits me. I'm five one. I'm pretty petite. Um, and I'm using or had been using packs that were geared towards men who are six foot tall. And, you know, I made it work, but it's, it's not easy and definitely not as comfortable. It can be injury inducing. So, um, the pack is the biggest thing for me. So, and that was one of the things I told you that I noticed, um, you know, as you post and looking through the feed is that, you know, you're wearing a pack and you have a frame that's going from basically, you know, the back of your head all the way to mid buttocks. Um, yeah. (laughs) So when you start looking at suspension and that suspension, you know, is sitting towards the lower, you know, third or whatever, towards the bottom of that, uh, that frame, you're having to adjust up basically, or, you know, get those hip straps up and, that's pushing the shoulder straps up off your shoulders. Uh, if they're not up off your shoulders, then you're dealing with a loaded pack that is sitting low. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole bunch it's, of things going on with that, with that hip belt there. It It's so true. You know? Yeah. And I, I had looked back at pictures of previous packs I wore and I was like, wow, I just look like a small child walking around wearing my dad, like playing dress up with my dad's hunting gear. And, uh, now I see pictures and 
uh, a, a pack that fits me. And I'm like, oh, what a difference. But obviously it's not all about looks. It's about feel. And like you said, I was having to hike that hip belt up to fit my waist. So the shoulder pads are, you know, probably five or six inches from even touching my shoulders. And I've packed out some heavy packs with packs like that. And I'll take a step. There's nothing for traction to keep it on my shoulders. The bag shifts, the weight shifts, and I shift and I'm down on the ground. And that's not exactly what you want with a hundred pound pack in the back country. No, <laughs> so. absolutely not. I mean, especially if you're in a, you know, on a hot a side hill situation or something and it's, you know, oh. everything wants to go downhill, right? <laughs> it's, it's so true. And even on flat ground, I'd take a step and the bag would just shift and I would just go. I couldn't lift my stepping over just a small log would be a huge ordeal and it would take 10 minutes so I wouldn't fall down and while we're on, I mean, that plays into this, uh, the difference in load carry. Um, are you seeing a, that transfer of weight? I can't imagine having a load that should be riding, you know, X amount of percentage on my hips, X amount of percentage on my shoulder, but then having it predominantly sit on the hips and try and make that pack up, you know, up that hill, um, down, well, down in some instances is worse, right? On the knees and whatnot. Uh, yeah. How does that, how does that translate into what you were feeling from the packs? Um, it definitely, it's pulling you down. So it's hurting your back and it's hurting your shoulders. Cause you know, your body's just compressed at that point. And then, like you said, your knees, um, but I honestly didn't realize it until I tried to pack that fits me. Cause you have, you know, you have to work with what you have and just push through, but now I, it's a night and day difference. And I cannot be more excited about it because it just, it feels so good. You know, it's flexing with my, the, this new smaller frame is flexing with my body. Every step I take, it's like an extra skeleton just moving with me with that carbon fiber frame that just flexes, but isn't bending too far. It's not breaking like some packs because the weight's not shifting everywhere. How's uh, Justin taking it? Because I'm sure that he's like, okay, either he can't keep up or he's like, okay, I got to move faster because <laughs> we let the macho that, come in. <laughs> <laughs> we are very competitive and I always want to try and carry as much as he can. You know, I obviously can't because he's much bigger than me. But um, with this pack, it allows me to carry so much more weight. Um, I I had a, a hunt this year, moose hunt, and had this. Uh, it was one of my heavier. It was the heaviest pack I've ever had a pack out. But it was my first really heavy pack out with this pack, uh, the, the I knew female pack. And... I, Justin always helps me put on a heavy pack. I'm like, okay, you can let go now. And he's like, oh, I haven't been holding it for a while. And I was like, what? And it just, you know, this pack was well over a hundred pounds and it felt like 60 or 70 pounds. It just makes a world of difference when your care, the weight ratio on your body is evened out. So Dennis. Yes, sir. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about, 
why and what we're talking about since we're being elusive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tell you what, man, um, we've known for a long time that, that there's been a need um, for a women's specific frame. And, you know, we've, we've been around now on the market for about, well, 2018, February of 2018 was when we came onto the market and we came onto the market with our, our foundation at the time, the, the integrous frame, and that's still our foundation. But like most other packs, it's, it's designed for that average height, um, you know, or average torso length rather, um, you know, somewhere between that 18 inches and, and 22 inches is, is kind of, so you're, you're looking at 19, 20 inches for an average in there. And, you know, that, that fits most men, but then we, tr- we were trying on these packs, you know, we had lots of ladies come, come in with their husbands and the husband, you know, would say, Oh, this feels great, honey, you got to try this. And they would put it on and it was just, it just didn't fit right. The, uh, the ears of the frame were coming way up, you know, too far. I remember the first time Kate and Justin came in (laughs) to uh, the booth and that's kind of how we got to know them is through the show circuit and they would come by and visit every single time and we just we loved visiting with them telling stories and everything but i remember the first time kate tried that on she was like oh man this is this is really comfortable and everything but it was hitting her in the back of the head and and it just wasn't right for her torso length and so Joe and I, after talking, I mean, we've, we've literally, this has been a multi-year exercise from concept to launch. Um, we decided that, you know, Hey, it's time to do something for all these ladies, um, that come into the booth that our, our frame, you can tell that everything else, you know, fits like it should. It's very, very comfortable from the hip belt to the shoulder straps and everything, but the frame is just too darn long. So we decided to go out and work with our engineer on, on basically taking that integrous frame and shrinking it down. So we've done that and we've, we've come up with, it's called the Invictus female frame. And Invictus actually means um, unconquerable. And it actually comes from a poem written back in the 1800s by William Ernest Henley. And so it means unconquerable. Yeah, unconquerable or undefeated. And we were like, that describes this absolutely perfectly. And it describes the ladies that will be using this. And Kate is a perfect example. I haven't had a ton of uh, opportunity to get out in the field with Justin and Kate, but they were gracious enough to uh, to have uh, my son and I come and and uh, and sit on their bear stand. I mean, their prized bear stand. And I mean, this this is a big big deal. <laughs> Okay, because these guys kill some monsters off of this prized bear stand that they've been. I mean, you guys have been working with that stand for how long, Kate? I mean, Uh, I think 
Justin's been with it for like five or six years. And then I just weaseled my way in. Well, and and I feel like we've, (laughs) we've done that as well. So, so I got to, to go out with them two or three times. We were, we were trying to get my son a bear and, uh, man, that first time we went in there and I saw the load that, that Kate was carrying into this, this, I, I felt, I felt really bad because I didn't have near the load that she had on, but it was, again, it was, it, it was a pack that just didn't fit her, um, you know, properly and nothing wrong with the pack itself, but just the, the pack did not fit her. And so I, I told her, I said, I got to get you to try something. And this was still in the, the testing phase, uh, you know, the prototype phase. And so she came by, tried it on, and it fit, it, it fit well. Like um, a glove. Yeah. And I think Kate, I, if I remember correctly, your, your torso length was like 15 inches. So it's right in that sweet spot of, of, of where, where this frame fits. And, and so we got that honor. We, we, once we kind of went into production, at least prototype production, um, for our, for our testers out there. And mind you, this thing has probably been tested more than any other product that we've had aside from our integrous frame. This thing has been tested. It's been on dozens of ladies backs and not only ladies, but, but there are some, some kids, some teenagers out there, boys and girls that, it's actually fit really, really well. And so there's, there's that opportunity as well. I think that, that we're opening up here, but, um, yeah, we, we've got, we've got that. And the beauty of it is, is that all of our, all of our bags, um, our, our shoulder straps, our hip belts and everything, they all fit on the same frame. And so, so you can do a bunch of trading around. Uh, let's say you're a husband and wife team. Um, you know, one one of you's got a two k, one of you's got a four k. You can you can do all kinds of trading around. You know, if if the lady wants to pack, you know, more than the husband on a certain day, she can do that. <laughs> you know, um, and in Kate and Justin's case, sometimes that is that is absolutely the truth. Uh, from what I, I understand, six K and he has the four K. <laughs> I think you're right. I totally see that. I think you're right. So, uh, so there's plans there, and I think Justin planned that out. I actually. think he did too. <laughs> it's for all my gummy bears that I pack in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, always, that's another thing I learned. <laughs> yeah, but no, I was just going to say, but but finally, there's there's a solution. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that one of the phrases that we've kind of been kicking around uh, with these ladies that that have been testing this, this product is is made for me. Um, you know, finally, something made for me. And, uh, you know, and that's that's kind of something that's been ringing true this whole time. We've been we've been testing it from from all these ladies. And. I'll vouch for that. I felt I tried it on. I was like, you guys made this just for me, didn't you? I felt pretty <laughs> special until I found out it wasn't actually just for me. But it feels like it. <laughs> so that I mean that, that literally is in line with 
you know, the the men's frame, if you if you will, at this point, um, the first time I put it on, it was a 50 bag of 50 pound bag of mineral. And I put that pack on and I'm like, you know, holy. And then once I got mine and adjusted it, I mean, same, it, maybe not the verbatim response, but like, this is it. This is this is what I've been waiting for in a pack. Um, so rewind uh, average size on the uh, Invictus frame. What are we looking at torso wise in comparison to uh, the Integris? It's going to fit uh, torso lengths of 13 inches all the way up to 17 inches. So if you're, if you're anywhere in that range, which most ladies are going to be 15, 15 and a half inch torso length uh, from our research. And uh, it, it's going to fit, it's going to fit great. So, Dennis, give us so when we measure that torso, where are we talking? C five down C, to it's actually C seven. So that that'll be that knot. If you if you bend your head down, uh, you can feel that knot right at the base of your neck. So that's your C seven vertebrae, and that goes all the way down to the the basically the top of the iliac crest. And the iliac crest is actually if you feel directly on your side and you can feel the tops of your hip bones, that's that iliac crest. So basically we try to draw a, an imaginary line from the top of that iliac crest all the way around to your spine. And so you measure from that point up to the C7 vertebrae and that's your torso length. And then you, you said that you guys shrank that frame down a little bit. Now, did it shrink uh, proportionally? Did we lose any width on it um, with that smaller frame? That's that's a great question. So, so we did, uh, shrink it down just a little bit. So for our female users, it is a little bit, uh, of a slimmer design, but it's not, uh, so slim to where the, the bags, the, you know, any type of load that you want to put on it, uh, the, the, um, pan your load carrier all of that fits just really well on there so you're talking you know shrinking in about an inch on that top it's about a half inch or so um on either side um on the middle and then the bottom um because it is a V the bottom is exactly the same width as as the men's and then as far as the, the contour, um, is, is the, the, that hold or is there a difference uh, when we look at a woman's contour versus a man in that frame? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. And, and we actually nailed it with our second try on the, the curvature. Uh, the, we we, we kind of overdid it on the first uh, try. It is going to be different than the integrous frame because most ladies are, are shaped differently. Um than than men so we did shape it a little bit differently and um it's designed to where those shoulders that shoulder harness will impact the shoulder blades and maintain contact and then there's a space we've got built-in air condition between the the bottom of the shoulder harness and the the top of the lumbar pad and then once it gets to the lumbar pad uh, it kind of curves back, uh, to where it's on the vertical. And so, um, but it is at the bottom, it's pitched out just a touch because that's, that's one of the differences between, uh, the, the ladies shape and the, and the, 
typical man's shape. So, um, so that's a great question. It is shaped just a little bit different. So that brings me, you said you brought the lumbar pad. Now, is there any difference in that lumbar pad? Um, you know, we've tried, yeah, we, we, no, we've, we've tried, uh, we've tried a couple things. And, and the thing is, is with our lumbar pad, and most people don't know this, you actually can open up that lumbar pad. And right now what we've got in the, in the lumbar pad for the men's is a two stage lumbar pad. So you've got a one inch closed cell foam in there and you've got a two inch open cell foam that that's actually kind of the, the pillow top, if you will. And the ladies, um, what we did is we actually started using a half inch, um, on the, on the closed cell foam and then the two inch on the open cell. And that's worked well for some, and then some actually prefer the, uh, the one inch. So you actually have, have an option there. Um, so just, just depends on, it just depends on the user really. Okay. Did you, did you go from that inch to half or how did you, how did you run that and how did it work for you? So I, and are you talking to Kate? Kate. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know which one is on mine. Let's see, Kate, I believe you have, I believe you have the half in yours. Um, so we kind well, of split them up. It. It's working perfect. So. <laughs> okay, great. I'd, I'd imagine when you go from a pack that is again from you know mid butt up to the middle of your head, um, and it's fitting the contours of your backside. It yeah, you're not going to notice. You're oh, not going to notice. It's much. night and day. It it's insane. Um, just how comfortable it is that's i cannot stress that enough it just, i take a step it stays stationary it sticks with my body moves with my body other packs in the past they're just all over the place and this is just phenomenal and even i know um for the the men's pack my husband has lower back issues and a separated shoulder and he hates taking his pack off at night because putting the pack on makes his back, he says, feels a hundred percent better. And it just gives him that back support that he needs. Look at IA solving all kinds of ailments. I know. <laughs> That's right. cancer. So <laughs> solving ailments. Yeah, that you know, and I find myself I find myself trying to check myself because I, I feel like I always sound so biased when I talk about the IA pack. Um so I'm, I'm holding back a little bit because I don't want to fangirl uh, too much with Dennis here. Um, <laughs> but it, the pack, the system itself, period, right, is is so well thought out. The simplicity in use coupled with it being just so well thought out and technical, it, it's it's mind blowing. I mean, and, and I'm a gear junkie. Like I've used pack after pack after pack and I'm, I'm at home in that IA. Um, so are Kate, are you running, are you running uh, the six K bag or have you tried the six K all the bags? Yeah, I'm running the six K bag because I'm just go big or go home when right. it comes to packing. So, <laughs> 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 but what I do love is 
you know, we mainly were out in the back country. Um, so we have all of our camp, all of our gear, clothes for the week, food for the week. Um, and if we see an elk a thousand yard or deer, whatever it may be a thousand yards away, that pack can drop down to day mode in seconds. It's so quick, so easy. You drop it down and then you're off on your way with, I always keep in the, the top pocket of the day mode. They have their, that's where they keep their platypus, the water, um, reservoir. And then there's pockets big enough to keep food for the day and the essentials you'll need. And so you can just drop your pack in seconds and you're gone on your hunt. And, you know, hunting sometimes is just a matter of seconds. If you're not there right in the nick of time, you're done. So it makes a big difference. It's a game changer. And and really you can, I mean, if you're running the six or the four, you can pop that off um, literally in, I don't know, what do you think? A minute's time and, and strap back up with the pannier and be ready to go. Oh yeah. If it's a minute. Easily. Yeah. If it's a minute. It, I don't yeah. Know. Easily. A minute. Once you figure out how to slide those, uh, buckles through that frame, it's, it's a done deal. So here's a trick, right? And this is just a preference thing. Cause I, I, I think for the pannier I carry, because I always have my kill kit. I always have my first aid kit. Um, there's just certain things I won't, I won't take out of my pack or leave behind. So what I started doing is, you know, if I'm running my four or my six, I also carry my 2K bag in the pannier. And if, you know, you get somewhere and you spike out, you can pull your six off, your four off, open up that two, throw your two on there in 30 seconds. And then you can have, you know, those extra, extra essentials. Like I'll carry my puffy, uh, utility kit, my kill kit, water treatment. This sounds like a full pack, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm digging this man. I'm just digging it. And and my lunch and yeah. And I can, you know, and, and I don't always run my lid. Um, so then I use my pannier for my water bladder. Right. So, you know, I'll have a vertical like a camelback or something um, in there and I'll throw it in there. So, I, you know, I got my my three liters of water plus all that. But the the 2K bag, it doesn't it doesn't add but a pound or so, um, you know, to my kit and it's ready to go. And then you just, you know, that's the other thing. The frame and the bags are just so light. They're so light. It's ridiculous. It makes a big difference. I told you I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan girl. <laughs> oh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I, I was so proud because I was like, okay, this is what I've been looking for. I'm buying all the bags. Dennis goes, I think you're the first trifecta. And I'm like, I felt like I won something. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, I'm telling you. What is the weight on the frames and the bags? So, so by the time you get like your 6K, you know, you're right you're right at six pounds with that big monstrosity back there. And that's including the, the pannier as well. Um, you know, you're about five and a half pounds on your, um, your 4k with the, with the lid and everything. And then your, your 2k, you're, you're under five pounds with the 2k. Uh, the frame itself is about 20 ounces, um, on the man side of things. And then the women's, um, you're just under 18 ounces on the women's frame. It's, it's light. That's for sure. (laughs) And the volume, the volumes are all understated. I'm going to just put that out there. I know, you know, they're all understated. 
And I've and I've done the math, Dennis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been told that before. Yeah, they're yeah. all understand. And then, well, part of that, too, right, it lends itself to, you know, you guys are calculating internal volume of just the bag itself, um, not pockets, et cetera. Um, but even from what I've done, the bag and I've, you know, I don't know how many guys I have with them now, but um I've looked at all of, and it's, you know, it's all the same. It's consistent, but they're definitely understated. So you're getting some volume, additional volume in those bags. Yeah, we, uh, we basically, when we, we count that anything that doesn't have a zipper doesn't get counted. So, so like on, on Kate's big six K, um, those, those side pockets, like the one for the big spotter and everything that thing doesn't get counted in the, in the total, um, cubic inch calculation there. So, um, we just did that because, you know, you, you'd rather, you'd rather understate it. And then, then you get the pack and all of a sudden you can fill so much more into those spaces than you ever could before. You know, your 4,000 cubic inch bag is, all of a sudden, you know, a 4,700 cubic inch bag. Um, so it's, it's kind of a nice surprise when you're loading all your gear in there. And couple that with the lid and you add on, a, you know, another. Yeah. There's another 500 actually. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that in the spotting was well, so you have the double you have you know the dual pockets on the side so you said spotting scope but you know what fits perfect that i started doing this year is uh my jet my jet boil goes in the other oh, side yeah. um yeah and i don't know why it took so long to dawn on me but i was making we were you know colorado hunting elk and sitting there eating breakfast and i'm like okay i gotta hurry up and I'm putting everything away and I go, man, I, you know, I already loaded this pack back up and I looked at that pocket and I was like, oh man, this is a no brainer. And it, I mean, just, just yeah. perfect slid in. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. I've done that before too. And it's, it's, it's really quick to get to that way. Um, especially if you're going to sit down, you're going to glass, you know, I'm taking my spotting scope out first and then my jet boil can sit right at the base of that pocket. And so next thing I'm doing, I'm pulling that out i'm making some coffee maybe some oatmeal something like that and uh sitting there while i'm glassing having something warm so let's talk about adjustability in that in that invictus frame right i'm i'm assuming that it's the same adjustability but let's go through it um for the the women that are listening so they understand um what that adjustability does for that for that torso length um, and size, because that's, that's one of the huge benefits I see in the uh, IA frame and suspension. Yeah. So, so we've got six vertical adjustment slots on there, just like we do on the integris frame. Um, so, so that's up and down uh, torso lengths. So, so anywhere from 13 inches to 17 inches um, we'll, we'll be able to fit. And, you know, you can kind of, that's what we state, but you could kind of go a little bit outside of that range as well. Um, but once you get, you know, above that 17, then all of a sudden you're running into, you know, the other frame, cause that's going to start around 18. And, um, so you're, you're just right there. Um, 
so you've got those adjustments up and down from 13 to 17 inches. And, and we are coming up with a, with a module to, to actually be able to enter that into the website prior to buying. Um, we're going to come up with something like that so they can actually put their torso length in there. And then what we're doing right now is we're actually asking the customer, um, to measure their torso length, get that number. So when I'm actually shipping those things out, they come pre-adjusted. And so basically you just confirm the fit when you, when you get that pack. So, um, we've got that. So the, as well as, or, or similar to the integrist frame, it's got the three point locking system, and that's just designed to secure that shoulder harness to the frame. Uh, it will not slip on you. So wherever that, wherever you go, that load's going to go. So it's it's hard and fast to that frame. We didn't when we first designed this whole system. We wanted to make sure that everything that you were going to be attached to was going to be attached to that carbon fiber composite frame. And it was going to be tied hard and fast to it because, you know, if you've got, let's say your shoulder straps are attached to a piece of cloth that, that encases a frame, well, we know what happens to that cloth. It's going to stretch over time um, or, and, or um, when you get 150 pounds on that frame itself, when that load goes, there's going to be a little bit of stretch there. So, you know, you're talking, you know, possible risk of injury when, when you start getting some slippage like that. So, so we're hard and fast to that frame and adjustability, you know, you're going to be able to go from that set 13 to 17 inch torso length. And, um, it's just, it's going to be able to fit a lot of different folks with that type of range. And that was one of the things that Kate brought up with, with running, you know, whatever she's run um, is the ability of the pack to tow her down. <laughs> uh, Kate, have you now, have you messed with the customization or the ability to customize it to really perfect the fit? Um, yeah, I, we fit it pretty well with, with Dennis. Um so I, I've left it as is I am, uh, pregnant. So packing out my moose, I actually had a lot of the weight on my shoulders and still this pack just stuck with me. So I've ha I have had to adjust it a bit for that. And it's still just everything about it just screams, you know, made for me. And, um, like Dennis said, one of my biggest things with this pack is the other packs that don't fit me. I'm at a much greater risk for injury. And whether that be shoulders, back, knees, or me taking a tumble down a mountain, um, it, you know, with this pack that fits me, that's much less likely to happen. The flexibility and rigidity of that pack um, in in your opinion or in comparison to what you've run, where does it fall on the scale? Right. Cause for me, that's, that's hugely important. And Dennis kind of touched on it when you get a pack that has, you know, that frame inside that fabric, that fabric stretches. Um, how has that affected, uh, affected you outside yeah, of not so falling I, over? 
<laughs> most packs I run have that cloth on the frame and then everything attaches to that cloth. And that just makes the weight shift. You know, it's stretching, it's shifting. Um, this, the weight sticks with my body. Everything's stationary to my body. So whatever, whichever way I'm going, that frame and pack are sticking with me. And then there's another plus too, right? With, with, and, and I kind of skipped it by asking that question, but um, you said you were able to adjust that suspension to where you're feeling more of the load on your shoulders um, because of, you know, because of the pregnancy. Um, and that's huge because not a lot of packs, in my opinion, in my experience, uh, not a lot of packs offer that to be dialed in such a way. Um, you know, you're not. typically and fighting definitely one or the not other. for women. If I were running the packs I've run in the past that I'd have to, you know, the pack, the shoulder pads would be on my shoulders, but the pack would be down past my knees. So you can't really walk that way. <laughs> yeah, it makes it. Uh, and it's I mean, honestly, that's no fun. I don't whatever gender i think they're 16 now <laughs> um, <laughs> but but whatever real gender you are um you know that's a huge deal because i've you know been there with packs where they just ride on your hip or they ride on your shoulder and there's really no good middle ground between the two and with the ia pack i mean it's either i want you know 70 percent on my hip so i'm gonna do this and 30 up or you know vice versa whatever it is and it's just Dennis, what, uh, so when we talk about the suspension, um, what are we talking in terms of like hip belt sizes, uh, generally speaking for, for most, uh, small frame women that are going to be in this, uh, Invictus frame? Yeah, most of them are going to, they're going to fall right there in that small, uh, the small hip belt that we have. And that's, that's actually our current hip belt. And, um, we have fit let's see out of the dozens we only had we only had a couple that went up to the medium and we had none of them and this surprised me actually but we had none of them that ran out of room on on our smaller hip belt so it can go down quite a ways for even for the smallest waist and i think i think kate you had probably one of the smallest waists that that we uh that we encountered and uh and you're just you're just right right there and i mean it's kind of perfect land um as far yeah. as we can see yeah, everything, it, you know, it was snug. It was exactly how you wanted it to fit. Yeah, you didn't run out of room there. No. And, and Kate, you're due in the spring, correct? In April, yeah. So you're seeing, and, and I don't mean, please don't take offense. I'm, I'm treading, <laughs> I'm, I'm on thin ice right now. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as you see the pregnancy more, do you, are you concerned that you'll, you know, of course you'll have to slow down because of it at some point, but are you concerned with that pack fit, um, with that belt, you know, as you, as you get into the later, uh, trimester? Um, no, actually I think because the pack fits me so well, I can put that weight on my shoulders, how it needs to be. So I can lessen it on my hips and I don't have to cinch that belt super tight and it still will fit 
well and comfortable and feel good. Um, when I, I had the moose, I, I was about four months pregnant and then I'm going out for late archery for deer and I'll be in December. So I'll be about six months and I just plan on rocking it just the same. Uh, Dennis, that's yeah. I, I would say, and I'm making an assumption, right? I just thinking out loud here. I imagine that as that load increases on the shoulder, the pack's going to come down slightly. So I, I think the only thing that I would see there would be maybe the lumbar pad having to adjust up slightly, but I, I can't see any other, any other adjustment. Unless Dennis, you can think of something there. No, that's, that's probably going to be, that's probably going to be it. You know, she may, Kate, you may want to take and um, run that shoulder harness down just a little bit. Um, as you, as you start putting more and more on your shoulders, cause that will actually raise that lumbar up. It'll okay. shorten that torso down. Um, so, you know, if you, if you want to have it a little bit, a little bit higher, um, you know, on your lumbar area, then that, that may help some, but, uh, honestly, I've never really had to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know until until right now i've never actually thought about this so uh, well I'll, I'll test it out for you and then you can market it as uh pregnancy you proven a, you got a, a woman slash maternity pack nia right there <laughs> never before never again <laughs> Yeah, I tell you what, Kate is is as tough as they come, man. When they when they come to uh, when it comes to hunting or or anything else, from from what I've you know known of her so far, it's just man, so much respect. But you know, between her and and her husband Justin, just great people, but people that flat get after it. I mean, she will out hike, out haul most men on the mountain <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> oh it's it's happening now i mean that was one of the things i brought up earlier right you put that pack on i know justin's like uh oh uh you know with that with that competitive nature that we have um yeah he's gonna be he, he may be ahead of you but he's gonna be looking back a whole lot more you need to buy him one of those helmets with the little rearview mirror that you see the road bike guys with because he's gonna be worried yeah. about it that pack makes yeah. all the difference in the world. As soon as I was talking to Dennis and, you know, he told me and I was literally, you know, I was talking to the wife like, hey, I'm buying you a pack. And uh, Dennis dropped it on me. And I was like, oh, this is I mean, it couldn't been any more perfect. I just got a, a problem is, is I'm not going to let her use any of my bags because I'm selfish. <laughs> she has to have her That's own bag. That's because you bring three bags on a hunting trip. <laughs> yeah, here pretty for much. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know what, though? It's funny because I, I don't know how much time I've spent in the woods since September. Shoot, since August, really. And uh, just about every trip, all three bags, either, you know, one will carry my my uh, camos, or but they're always in the Jeep now. It's funny. And I look back there and it's just like, I don't need any other bags. I got this. It was great. That's awesome, man. It's the, it, That's I, awesome. You know, I, like I said, well, you'll I'm, have to get me her, uh, her torso length. I, me I actually measured it. I just, man, I've been so swamped, dude. Good deal. So, all right, let's, uh, Kate, give us, give us a shameless IA plug for the Invictus woman frame. Oh man. Well, 
it's easy. It's just the pack made specifically for me. You're a lady, you're out there hunting, hiking, whatever it may be. You don't want to use any other pack. This is, this is the one. So transition here and uh this one will be fun so we were talking earlier and and kate's an rn and one of the things that i've noticed i've seen whatever experienced is we we put a lot of prep a lot of time in the off season into our preparatory in our weapons in our fitness in our knowledge of animals um you know, we're gear dumping and we're looking at this, we're looking at that and we're, we're putting together those first aid kits. And when you start to get online and you look at a lot of these first aid kits, um, there's some great stuff in them, right? Uh, you got stuff for, uh, sucking chest wounds and, uh, anti-clots and tourniquets. The problem that I see is that we're buying the stuff we're putting it in our kit and we do not know how to use it um that poses a problem under the duress of a medical emergency in the field if we're sitting there trying to read directions or understand what's in that kit um so kate with your expertise um can you touch on some med kit basics the importance of understanding what you're purchasing and and how it works and then some basics that we should know in the field, um, you know, on those common hunting type injuries. Um, sure. So, you know, like you said, it is so important to know, know the product you're using because in an, an emergency, your mind just clouds over. It's the adrenaline, you're panicking. It's probably either you're hurt or a friend or family member's hurt and it's up to you to help them. But if you just bought something and you're like, oh, I'll never use it. Chances are you're going to have to use it because that's just how it goes. So buy two of everything and open one up and get to know it before you go out in the field. Um, I cannot harp on enough with we always carry and there's all different kinds, but we carry a Garmin mini in reach because it doesn't matter how good you are. If you're a doctor, surgeon, you're out in the back country and something dire happens. Some there's a lot you can't do, you know, with basic supplies and you need a hospital. So always carry something that you can get help with. And that the in reach has that SOS button and it's just, you know, peace of mind for that. So that's my biggest, it's not necessarily in my med kit. It's attached to my pack, but that's a huge thing to have. Um, and then other things to keep in your med kit, you know, out there, especially archery, it can happen at any time, but archery hunters are known with those broad heads to slice something open. It, you know, it just happens. So bring a tourniquet, know how to use the tourniquet as dumb as that sounds, there's ways to use a tourniquet. And if you're doing it wrong, it's not going to help when you don't want to do it too tight and cause blood vessel damage. And you don't want to do it too loose, you know, and have them bleed out. So educate yourself before you go out there. Um, we bring Luco tape for everything. And that's, it's a lot for simple things, you know, patching up blisters, um, but it can be used for anything. Um, 
patching up your air pad, whatever it may be. That's huge. Um, medications you want to bring or that you might not want to. I always like to have them. Aspirin, ibuprofen, Benadryl, um, you know, any pain reliever. Ibuprofen helps with um, inflammation, Benadryl for any bug bite allergy you have. And then aspirin um, for heart attacks is what I carry it for. Um, I hunt with my stepdad a lot. He's in his fifties. If he has a heart attack, you want to get that aspirin in. It's going to help in the blood. Um, and then just sterile gauze pads. I always have tweezers and scissors um, out in the field. You can make your own splints and uh, slings really easily. So I wouldn't necessarily use up weight or space packing those. Um, but adhesive bandages and then non-adhesive bandages and then coban. And that's usually what's in mine. You can also pack in quick clot for those bleeds. Um, I've heard, I've done some research. There's good and bad things about it. It'll stop a big bleed in a pinch, which is usually what you're in when you're out there, but it is harder. Um, when you get to the hospital, it can damage some tissues and it's hard for medical professionals to kind of remove once once the surgeons and professionals get in there. But that's usually what's in mind. I'm sure I'm missing some stuff. Do you guys have anything that you specifically carry? I, you know, and I started carrying zip stitch. Um, I have a couple of those in yeah. there and, you know, for a good laceration um, to keep it clean. I, you know, that was my thought process there. The only thing that no, worries me is, is closing that up and not having it, you know, irrigated well um, is, is the only thought that I had on the negative side of it. Um, and they are a little bit spendy. Uh, and that's the, you, you know, you said it right is, is carry buy excuse me, buy two of everything, get familiar with it. And zip, is zip stitch is one of those things where it's, uh, it's not cheap, you know, but, but it's life or limb. So why skimp? Um, and then Absolutely. on the tape thing, you said blisters. I, so I found Wuru wool. Uh, was it last year? And this is a, it's a lanolin. It has a lanolin treated bleached wool. And this stuff uh-huh. is phenomenal. Um, you What's feel it a, called after it, Stan? Wuru wool. W-U-R-U wool. And all it is, is is wool fibers in a bag. And you pull the stuff out and you fill a hot spot. And you, you pull off your sock, put it on the hot spot. And it it's a, literally a blister preventer. Um, I, I that's that. one of my biggest one of my biggest if not the biggest thing is how I take care of my feet on the mountain and that stuff is clutch um it I is know, that's awesome. it's phenomenal um I used it to splint my did so I don't know if I fractured my toe or what I did in Colorado um but I could barely walk and I couldn't do anything you know I couldn't I carry little Sammy splints and I couldn't do anything with the Sammy splint in my boot to keep hunting. And I took the woo and I wrapped it around my toe, put my sock back on, and it was like nothing. Um, oh, that's awesome. My, I have to look this. Yeah, that, look into this. that stuff. And it's it's like $9. I think it's $9 for a, ba- uh, for a bag of it. And it, it's just amazing. My buddy, um, he his feet 
just shrink and swell like crazy. And he was catching it on uh, right as his, you know, foot comes up to his ankle on the front side on the tongue and pulled a little bit out, stuff it in there. Problem solved. You know how blisters are. I mean, you get a blister and oh, I don't yeah. care what Luco tape, whatever it, it, you still feel it. And so that, that woo is, uh, I can't talk enough about it. Oh, I'm going to have to get that. Yeah. A blister will ruin you on the mountain. Oh, kill you. What's, I mean, what's worse than your feet going bad? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I just like hearing you say that, that guy. Woo-woo. <laughs> my wife, my <laughs> wife constantly makes fun of me with it. Yeah, hey, I'm going to have to try that too. You know, that's, that's the one thing. And man, I, I can preach it and, and say that you've got to make sure that you Take care of those hot spots. Take the time to stop. If you start feeling that hot spot, take the time to stop and take care of it right now. And every single time I say, oh, I can just, I can get up, you know, to the next ridge. Uh, I'll be fine. I don't have time to stop. I got a good groove going right now. I'll stop, you know, in, in just a minute. And nine times out of 10, it's too late. Oh, you know, it's I'll so take, true. <laughs> isn't it though? I mean, I'll take care of that that blister, and usually I'll I'll put on the hot spot. I'll take and put the Luco tape, you know, right on the hot spot, and let the Luco tape basically take care of that. It takes that friction, and that's you know that's that's the biggest thing. But if you've already got a blister going, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny that you, you you talk about that, and and most folks in in. You know, I got a couple of pair of boots I'm looking at now where I know if I put those boots on, I know where the hot spots are at. And that's the nice thing yeah. with the woo-woo is like, okay, I know I'm going to get a blister here or I know I'm going to have a hot spot here. So at, before, you know, I pull the stuff out, put a little bit in there, carefully put on the sock and it doesn't move. It's weird. It's like magic <laughs> in your socks, but really? it, the fibers literally weave themselves into your sock. It doesn't move. So you don't have to worry about it getting wet and coming off of that spot or, you know, sweating and coming off either spot. <clears throat> it's amazing. I, I, so I can't say enough. There's about no that adhesive stuff. to it at all. None, none, none at all. That's oh, I amazing. Try that. I, you know what? I'm going to do you a tech tip Tuesday, man, for the, uh, for the IA page there on the, Dude, Wuru. please. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, I'm going to do it because that uh, I got uh, Roger. I think Roger got some. Um, I was talking to Chris about it. It's amazing. That stuff is it, it is uh, phenomenal. OK, I'm excited. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So, Kate, so with the tourniquet, right, and we hear risk of tourniquet and, you know, a lot of them now you, you get them and they'll come with a marker and a time, uh, a place to write the time that you put the tourniquet on. Are there what are the risk when you're looking at using a tourniquet? I know you mentioned a couple. Why are we marking a time there? So tissue damage. Um you know, you, your body needs blood, any limb needs blood. So if you have a tourniquet on too long, you really risk, uh, the tissues dying in that limb. That's not getting any blood, but it, it's just such a fine line because you also don't want them to bleed out. Um, so you, you just have to watch it. You have to make sure the person's fingers aren't, or if it's their hand, you know, or arm fingers aren't turning blue that they can still feel them, make them move them. And you just have to 
pay attention and then get out of there as quickly as you can. If you, if you need a tourniquet, you need to get off that mountain ASAP. Well, you need to be hitting that in reach button probably. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now, is there anything with a tourniquet that, you know, you, you, a lot of it, you hear, uh, you know, elevate your arm or elevate your leg, get it above your heart. Is that something when you, is that a, a no go when you have a tourniquet on? Cause you need what, you know, what can flow flowing. You know, you can, you can elevate it, but the tourniquet's going to do the job. So, you know, if you don't have one, definitely get that arm up. Um, but the tourniquet should do what it's intended to do and stop that bleeding. And then outside of knowing what you have or knowing how to use what you have in your, in your first aid kit, uh, what are some, what would you say the normal person should carry in terms of skills? Is that a, a basic first aid CPR type course or what, what are the basics there that you would recommend? So a basic first aid CPR. I mean, CPR is good for anyone to know, but in basic first aid, honestly, those classes, probably most of us just grew up and we learned it from our parents, you know, wash out a wound with soap, warm soap and water. Um, I haven't taken a wilderness first aid class, but I need to, I think it'd be interesting. Um, you know, as a nurse, I, I was just lucky enough to be educated on how to handle most injuries. And then I spent, um, four months in Africa, um, volunteering in an ER and living with the Maasai tribe. And so a lot of stuff I picked up there, just learning how to use what you have, because we had no supplies. Um, but I would say, you know, brush up on just basic, basic things uh, like altitude sickness. Um, what are the signs of sim- and symptoms of that? Because that's one of the common things when you're out there hunting um, and you're hiking up mountains and that can turn into um, the high altitude. Head- <laughs> the death headache. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that can also turn into high altitude pulmonary edema, which is life threatening. And so your lungs are filling up with fluid and you need to get down low and seek medical attention for that. And so you need to be aware of just certain mountain illnesses that can occur. Um, heat stroke, be aware of the signs and symptoms of that and how to take care of it. Hypothermia. Um, and then other things, you know, just cleaning a wound, how to deal with that. Um, how to make a splint. You can make a splint really easily with a t-shirt in seconds. Justin actually fell down our spiral staircase the other night and I made one for him at home because we weren't going to go to the hospital. We thought he broke his arm. (laughs) So I just grabbed a t-shirt and he, he's had it in the splint for a few days. (laughs) (laughs) He's fine. (laughs) Um, But then burns because burns can happen out there Um, and snake bites or spider, whatever animal that can bite you and is venomous, you know, snake bites, I think are a big one. I see snakes all the time. I don't know necessarily if we have a ton of poisonous snakes in Idaho, um, but a lot of snake venom, people don't know it drops your blood pressure, but it also disrupts clotting factors in your blood. So if your blood pressure drops and you fall and hit your head, now you have a brain bleed. So sit down immediately after you get in within a safe distance from the snake, things like that. Just 
brush up on and be aware of. So, you know, so you're calm and confident when a situation does happen. Ouch. And that calm and confident, because I was I was just about to say that. So understanding what you can come up against, understanding what's in your first aid kit and how to use it. And I think we all should be assuming, right? We should be assuming going into every season and not a week before season. It's kind of like that adage where, you know, don't shoot your bow two weeks before season. But we should be (laughs) assuming that something is going to happen that can present itself as life and limb as we go into our seasons. So, you know, taking this stuff and taking it serious. Um, you know, we talk about boots and packs and bows and things that that nature, but I just feel like this is, it it takes a backseat to, which is odd, right? Life and limb takes a backseat to everything else. Oh, it absolutely does. Cause you're so excited and nothing's ever going to happen to you until it does. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I always say knowledge is power. And so the more knowledge you have on how to handle certain medical situations, the better off you'll be. And, and you'll avoid some of that panic. I know how to do this. I mean, you know, going going back to our weapons, the more we shoot, the more comfortable we are. I mean, it it becomes not that we're going to practice, you know, putting a tourniquet on um, as much, but that, that confidence needs to be there and all you're going to do. Yeah. Even if it's, Oh, go ahead. I was, um, all you're going to do is regret it. If something, you know, God forbid something happens and, and there's death involved, right. Is not being prepared for that situation. I don't even want to imagine that on the mountain. No, no. Luckily, we've never experienced anything like that, but it's only a matter of time. And that's another thing I, you know, with predator being, you know, as many as there are right now, um, learn what to do with every animal you come in contact with. If it's a cougar attack or black bear, grizzly or wolf, know, know how to react. Absolutely. Have that confidence in, in everything on the mountain. Absolutely essential. Well, I, uh, I think that's a good note to end it on (laughs) that, uh, (laughs) folks listen to what we're saying here. Um, I appreciate the time. Yeah. I appreciate the time. It's a, it's a quick one, but, um, you know, super, super proud of IA for stepping up and, and realizing that there's a hole, um, you know, in this, in this gear realm, um, and attacking it head on and making it a reality, um, for, you know, for the, the females of our demographic, it's huge. Oh, we appreciate it. And thanks so much for your support guy. And, um, just, uh, appreciate you having us on and, um, as always had a blast yes thank you so much it was awesome absolutely all right buddy hey thanks all right thanks have a good one you guys too thank you much bye-bye thank you for listening follow western contours on instagram subscribe on youtube and sign up at westerncontours.com episodes are available on most major platforms apple Podcasts, google play and stitcher Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.
We spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts and how we fuel our efforts is key. Head over to valleytopeaknutrition.com, helping you perform optimally in the backcountry. Sign up for Mountain Hunter Box on our partners page. Mountain Hunter Box is a monthly subscription box for backcountry hunters. Receive quality hunting gear and camping gear at your doorstep every month. You can select the species you want to hunt and the method of take with three, six, and 12-month subscription options. Use Western Contours at checkout.